my god, let's try something. Okay, see what happened on TV Oh yeah, I always watched. Oh my god. It's so fun. It was so good. I watched that. Yeah. Hello. Hi guys. Um, welcome to what episode is this? Episode nine. Oh my god. Yeah. Episode nine of Twin Talk. We hope you're having a great time chit-chatting with us. We love hearing from you guys and all of your opinions and everything you guys have been talking about. Um, we have a lot to talk about with The Bachelor. I mean, it yeah. was explosive it was freaking last insane. night. First, let's tell them what we're drinking or what we're about to try. Eek. So we um, were out grabbing some beer and pizza because we were, you know, we we're hanging out with our friend Jen for um, Bachelor Bachelorette. last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bachelorette last night. And it's so funny because Stevie's been like, where can I find a cream soda, like I, a cream beer? A like cream, a cream beer. beer. I really wanted a cream beer because we tried some mm-hmm. at the beer festival and it was so good it's and so I just good. can't find it anywhere. And well, guess what? We found some. Yeah, <laughs> like I look over and I see this pack of Storts, you know, like the cream beer place the or cream the cream soda, soda place. And they have spiked seltzer now, just like every single person does. So we were like, of course we have to try it. So I'm going to try the orange cream spike seltzer, and Steve's going to try the root beer spike seltzer. Mm-hmm. So let's give it a go. Let's try this. Let's try this bad boy. All right. Cheers, bitch. I don't know. The smell smells a little... Funky? Medicity? Okay, I'm nervous. Mm. Oh, God, I'm scared. Okay. Huh. Okay. Bad. This, the root beer? Uh-huh. You're right. I don't like. There's something about like the, the smell, smell I don't like. I don't like the smell of it. But like this tastes like root beer. But the taste of it's good. It's good for one. Yeah. It's like good this, for one. this tastes like watered down root beer. Like Here, it's, it's good. Sorry, I have lipstick on it. Ooh. Right. I know exactly. You know what it smells oh, like? See, the root beer smells like root beer to me. I'm not a big root beer fan. Steve the the orange smells like um. Like fucking. Like it smells like medicine, but it's a very particular yes, type like, of medicine. Like vitamin C. Like like emergency. That, like emergency, but like. Like the off-brand. Yeah, like the off-brand. Okay, here. Uh, but this isn't a cream ale. Yeah, but it's still... Okay, the, the Rupert's good. It tastes exactly like an orange cream, just like watered down. Yeah. But it's not a cream ale. Well, yeah, we knew that when we got it, because it's a spiked seltzer. Well, fuck, man. You were I so really tough. want cream beer. No, I, I, I know you do, but I thought you understood that this was a spiked seltzer. I didn't understand the assignment. You, <laughs> you didn't understand... We're drinking spiked seltzers, girl. I know, but I thought maybe it'd be, like, creamy. Oh, no. I didn't think that at all. Guys, I just... Somebody, lead me in the way of a good cream beer. We tried this orange cream beer at the beer festival. It was so good. And I told myself I would remember. I couldn't remember the name, but I would remember the image because it was, like, something California with, like, the buggy van, the, like, shag wagon or whatever, and like rainbows and I was like I'll go onto the website and I'll look at all the vendors and I'll know I'll know what thing is and I swear to god I did not see that mm. vendor so I couldn't even go to the vendor then look at their personal right. beers and stuff but you know that beer it was, so, was good. so fucking good it was so good I mean this is good like this honestly tastes exactly like a root beer that had added soda water to it Right. Like, it's acceptable. I really don't like the smell, actually. That's sort of throwing me off a little bit, but... Yeah, like, every time I go to take a drink, like, I smell it. I don't like that. I gotta not breathe through my nose. But it tastes like... It tastes like a less syrupy, not-your-father's-root beer. It's cool. It's cool to try. I'll probably never buy it again. Yeah. But good on you, Storts. Yeah. Good on you. I'm sure there's people out there that, like... 
are like, upset. This is it, but I don't know. I'm sorry. Well, there's if two I other look flavors. A little crazy today. I just finished with one of my makeup looks and then had to go straight into Twin Talk, so that is why I'm. I might look a little funky or look like I have like a neck tattoo, but it's paint. She painted it's, that. It's paint. So. And if you guys are just listening and not watching, go to. What's your Instagram handle? Talena Ron. <laughs> Talena Ron. T-E-A-L-A-N-A-R-O-N-N. And check out Talena's um, makeup because it is amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Yeah, Thank it's really you. cool. Yeah, so what are the two other flavors, Steven? There's like a raspberry lime mm. and I think a black cherry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, more like traditional seltzer flavors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I finish this, I'm definitely gonna you know grab another one and, and, and yeah. There's only out. 100 calories. Yeah, it's like a traditional seltzer. You know exactly. Only one Ooh. carbohydrate. Well, damn. Here we go. Gluten free. Gluten free. <laughs> okay, so we have to talk about the fucking bachelorette. What the fuck, Greg? What happened, Greg? He ruined it. He and I and I it. knew I knew because and it fucking sucks because I. Greg is so, like, I love Greg, but he really showed his ass. Oh, God, he showed his ass so much, like. Like, he, he just needs, like, they, they don't, they, they don't, they're not compatible together for, uh, for a romantic relationship. Exactly, like, I really like Katie as a person, and I like Greg as a person. Yeah. Like, I like that he's in touch with his emotions, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's, he's emotional and all that stuff, but. They are obviously not compatible because I agree with Greg and I also agree with Katie. Katie. I mean, I agree with Katie a little bit more because Katie's a Capricorn just like us, so right. I feel like I can identify with her a little bit more. I agree, I agree. Um, but, yeah, like, I just, he really showed his true colors. And it was so funny because we were we were talking about astrological signs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's probably a Pisces because he's, like, emotional mm-hmm. and... X, Y, and Z, and when I looked it up, he was a Gemini. Yeah. And I was like, no, like, he's not a Gemini. Right. Like, they're just, I'm just not seeing it. Like, right. I'm not seeing Gemini characteristics. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. Like, Geminis are emotional, mm-hmm. and they're very, you know, giving, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there were some qualities, but those are also qualities that traditional Pisces have, you right. know? Right, right. Um, so, but then last night, I was like, oh. There's your Gemini. Dude man's a Gemini. He just needed, he was like, you're not giving me what I want. And she's like, I'm literally giving you everything, everything. he wants. But he wanted her to specifically, he wanted her to Cassie Randolph him and to be like, I sent everybody else home and it's you and I love you. And and he just couldn't get past that there was other guys. And he, she even said, she said, you're my number one. You're going to be here next week. At the end of the flip side point of that, if you do know that, then why not why, just pick him? Why not just pick him? Because yeah. obviously there's something holding you back that you want to still explore with these other men. No offense, Justin. I don't think she wants to explore anymore with him. Like, yeah. It just seemed like with Blake, it seems like she does have like a good relationship with him. It doesn't seem like she has a bad relationship with Justin. It just does seem a that just uh, a platonic. I don't know. It just yeah, seems, it just seems like sort of bro-y. It seems bro-y, yeah. And, um, but with Greg, like she definitely had connection Emotional and physical. With Blake, I feel like she just has a physical, physical connection. connection yeah. So with Greg, I was like, oh, check, 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 check. They mark all the boxes, at least from an outsider standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, as like trying to match make and be a couple. Right. But then we learned that they just cannot communicate. Because, you know, once it comes to the end of it, you have to 
it's almost important to have these sort of fights. Right. You know, because you want to see if you can overcome them. Yeah. And Greg just can't get past it. He put up his own wall and he definitely um, shot himself in the foot and he just, he, he just, he, he's scared, man. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't think he was ready for an engagement, whether he said he was. I agree. Or not. I agree. And I understand Katie's reservations Mm -hmm. because, you know, in the past, multi, because you got to look at it this way too. These people are going to be watching this back. Right. And if you say, say I pick Greg Mm -hmm. and then we're watching it back together or he's watching it back by himself or whatever. And I told Blake, I loved him. I told Justin, I loved him. If I were Greg, I'd be feeling some type of way because I'd right. be like, okay, well, I proposed to you and you said yes, and yeah, you picked me, but if you're in love with these other guys, I don't know if it's ever going to be true. Right, right. So I understand Katie's reservations in the in the sense of, oh, she only wants to save that one for one person. She's going to save it for the last episode. She wants to save it for the last man standing. Mm-hmm. But Greg's whole thing was, I don't want to be the last man standing. I don't want that label. I want to be the only man standing. Right. I want to be... I want to be the Dale to your Claire. You know, yeah. I want to be the Cassie Randolph to your Colton. You know, I I want, though, I don't want to be, I think he even said that. He said, I don't want to be a number. Yeah. What does the rose matter? Yeah. It's about how you feel and how you connect. And Greg, obviously, and I mean, I don't know if it was just magical editing skills or if it was just real because I felt it. I felt the vibe change. I was oh my like, God, me too. And I agree. I'm like, Katie. You could have at least said, thanks for sharing. You know, she you know. She legit like, was just staring like, at him, and he's like, what? And she's like, I love looking at you. You. Excuse me? Excuse I, me? Like, I love looking at people, too, but sometimes you got to open your mouth and say some fucking words. Yeah. But exactly. sometimes that's a Capricorn thing, man. Like, I yeah. feel you, Katie. I feel you. I know. It's such a hard... I just don't want Greg to be labeled, like, a bad guy. I don't think he will. I mean, people are in love with Greg. I think people oh, yeah. will be able to see both sides. I think Greg was a little stubborn considering the situation that they're in. Yeah. Yes, if it was like everyday, like real life or whatever, and you're, you know, kind of seeing people and you're deciding if you're going to make this like an official thing, then yeah, it's like, come on. But, yeah. you know, you do have to, I hate to say follow rules, but at the end of the day, like, this is a program, and yes, she quit a week early, but, like, she can't quit five weeks early, like Claire did, or else they have to fucking bring somebody else. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so it's hard. Yeah, like, you're already you're already sort of pushing boundaries because, you know, they got really lucky with Claire's season because, and, and honestly, I think Claire's season was completely orchestrated. Oh, my God. I think I they knew they knew from the get-go yeah. because Claire has obviously been talking to Dale mm-hmm. and they already sort of had a connection. Right. And I, they just knew that Claire wasn't going to get the viewership that they were expecting and they wanted because nobody was interested in Claire. Nobody was excited for Claire, mm-hmm. you know? So, and Tasha was just randomly standing on board during COVID. I don't think so. They had that planned. Yeah. But they can't do something like that every single season. And you're right. They have a time slot to fill. And there's money that's been put into these seasons. And, you know, Mm -hmm. down payments on the hotels and reservations that have been made and all kinds of stuff. You know, staff they have to pay. So not every single person can just be like, okay, well, I found my person. Like, bye. Like, you have to finish the season out. Now, with that being said. Right. Katie should have said something. Like, Greg obviously needs a lot of affirmation. Right. He's a words of affirmation kind of guy. And she she really did not give him any affirmation. Mm-hmm. 
She's she like, did say, like, yeah, and when she did, it wasn't what he wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. But that's also, like, tricky. It's like if you have to foot around your whole entire relationship of, you know, you got to give some, you got to take some. And For sure. it's such a short amount of time that, you know, you don't know how to, co- like, you don't always know how to communicate with those people just yet or know, like, how to respond to them. Because he was like, I don't want to be a number. And she was like, okay, I, I didn't, you know what I mean, though. I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. And it's like, you did, but I understand that you didn't. Exactly. You know, but he didn't like your wording of it. Mm-hmm. All he wanted was a simple, I love you too. And she couldn't mm-hmm. give that to him. And so he's pissed and he's leaving. I have no idea what's going to happen. If she ends up with Blake, then Ew. it's like, if I was Blake rewatching the season and I hear her being like, yeah, she never said to Greg, I love you, but she also said, you're my number one. And she implied that she, I mean, she said in interviews that she loved Yeah, Greg. exactly. So it's like, if I was Blake watching it, I would kind of be like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. So I don't know. It's such a tricky situation and that's what you get for being on reality TV. I know. I mean, they make it, I mean, and, and they set it up this way. I mean, I was watching Neil, what's his Dave name? Dave Neil. Dave Neil, Dave Neil, and he was like, I looked up the square footage of the hotel that they're staying at, mm-hmm. and they have, they have their own private ice rink there, but mm-hmm. they were playing street hockey right. right in front of Greg's apartments. Right. Well, mm-hmm. Greg, obviously, editing-wise, they put Greg's date last, but I think Greg definitely probably went, like, first or second because there was some times like where he where it just kind of implied that she she was like I still have to go see these other families I still have to do this and it's like yeah but Greg was the last last. one we saw so he definitely they just kind of swapped that in editing for sure yeah and probably you know like made it get super super built up because why else I think maybe if he they wouldn't have seen her, if he wouldn't have seen her with Blake and be so happy, he maybe could have got past it a little bit. I totally agree. But then, you know, he went on his date, even though that's not the order they went on when it aired. And then, you know, he's thinking, he's having all this time to think because she didn't say I love you back. And then all of a sudden she sees Katie with Blake and she's she looks happy. She looks yeah. like she's having a good time. And that's when he's like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's all a setup? Like, do you think they tried to push Greg out because they want to make him the next Bachelor? No, right? No, I just don't think Greg would... I don't know. Like, I like Greg. I like that he's emotional. I like... I also just don't think they're in the market for a white male. Right. To be the Bachelor. Yeah, I agree. Unless it was Michael A. Yeah, but Michael A's different because he has an, an amazing backstory Mm -hmm. and he just he he's such a rich person right and you know he has a single father thing and you know there's just something different about Michael like I'm not saying there's nothing different about Greg but if you put Greg in a stand-up of a bunch of other white people like right he's not gonna we really don't know that much about Greg I mean we know his father died we know that he's obviously emotional but I feel like we really got to know Michael to almost his core right right because he had so much personality, mm-hmm. and Greg has personality, but it's like a sad puppy dog personality, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I feel like even though Michael is white, mm-hmm. he's different. Right. He he has this different sort of vibe, yeah. where Greg, to me, is like a Peter. It's like, okay, Peter's really good looking, and he seemed fun on uh, Hannah Brown's season, mm-hmm. or whatever, but at the end of the day, he's really just 
your average white dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't think he's emotionally ready to, like, get married. But, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they have to be announcing a new person. They have to. I mean, Michelle's season is already filming. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I heard that they might do back-to-back bachelors, just like they did back-to-back bachelorettes. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know a lot of people are gunning for Andrew S. or Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael, I would. I mean, I would love to see Michael again, just because I think I watched he's an interesting. With Michael, and he just seems like he's not necessarily interested, just because he's like, I had real feelings for Katie, and those just don't go away, and I have to think about my son, and how was. Dating thirty women, gonna look to my son and like yeah. you know, like all this stuff. So, yeah. how do you explain that? I I think Michael probably isn't out, but he'll forever be in our hearts. Yeah, and and you know what, Michael, especially now with all the exposure he has, he's gonna find somebody. Oh, guy yeah. is gonna get taken off the market real fucking quick because he is a gem of a human being. Oh my god, he is amazing. And I don't think that's an edit that the I think the I think the Bachelor producers literally just found a gem and ran with it because sometimes yeah. you find that like not every not every season, but most seasons there's just like that one person that you're like you are too wholesome to be a part of this trash TV. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Abigail, like Abigail from yeah. that season, like. And she's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise, and I'm really excited. I'm so excited for Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, and I love that. Here's, that's my thing, is let's add more, um, let's be more inclusive that way. Yeah. You know? You know, I love that we had our first death contestant, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I loved that. So, yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to see what happens. I want to, I guess I wouldn't mind if Andrew S. was... The Bachelor, I mean, I really don't feel like I know that much about him. I really don't think I could deal with all of the accents. Yeah. So I'm hoping that if he is the next Bachelor, that's sort of nipped in the butt a little bit. But you know what? There's a ton of men on Michelle's season. Yeah. That they could choose from. That they could choose from, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're in any rush to to choose. No. Just yet. I agree. Um, I don't think they're in any rush to choose just yet. Yeah, so I have no idea what's going to happen in the next episode. I don't know if she's going to end up with Blake or if she's going to end up alone. I don't know if Greg is going to come back. I don't know if... I, I mean, I think Greg's out. Like, I think Greg's out. Too. I think... Well, and here's another thing, too, is even if Greg felt remorseful about his actions, which mm-hmm. I hope he does because I do think that he sort of treated Katie like shit, especially yeah. in those last couple of moments. Uh, yeah, and he just, like, left. I feel like he's going to be too stubborn to admit right. that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. End of story. Because his whole thing his whole thing was, Katie's not talking to me. Katie's not understanding me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then Katie came out. She literally chased after you. Yeah, she's literally groveling at your groveling, feet. Groveling, yeah, kneeling at your feet, saying, I want you to stay. I don't want this. I don't want this to end. Like, what do I need to do? And now you're ignoring her and you're not saying anything. Right. Come on, dude. I just think that he's going to be too stubborn to admit that he was wrong. Mm -hmm. Or at least that he wasn't seeing both sides of the coin. And how hard this journey is. Obviously for Katie, too. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that he's going to be too stubborn to admit that he was wrong in the first place. So I don't think we're seeing any more of Greg. I mean, I think we'll see him. In the tabloids, yeah. but like, I don't think we're gonna see any more of him on Katie's season. Justin, he's definitely out. I mean, he's so sweet. I think he's super mega hot. Woo! Jesus Christ, he is sweet sexy. Baby Jesus. But um, I mean, they're obviously just not. They're compatible, but they're not 
that like there he's adjacent to like Rebecca, I think it you could know work I mean? like, like I yeah. think it could work it could work yeah if they wanted it to but it's not that like love at first sight yeah there's not like that like spark yeah I feel like with Cat Connor yeah exactly you could probably live comfortably have fun but there would always be something just, just like missing. missing a little bit yeah um, so Justin's totally out, so really all that does is leave Blake, and I really think Blake has the emotional depth of a goldfish. Yeah. Like, I, I, whatever, if Katie's into that and that's who she picks, I hope it works out, but I don't know if Blake's it. I don't know. I mean, I wish the best for her. I mean, I guess we'll see. It's a three-hour... Finale. Um, finale. Um, we're having a little party. We're going to do a little dessert charcuterie board, order pizza, drink beer. And obviously, rose, probably not beer. We'll drink rosé and Prosecco. Champagne, yeah. Um, and it'll be really fun. And I'm really excited to, um, you know, finish this chapter and move on to Bachelor in Paradise. I mean, I'm stoked. Like, for Bachelor in I'm Paradise. I'm so excited. Bachelor, like, I love The Bachelor and Bachelorette, but Bachelor in Paradise, that goofy theme song, and yeah. it's just so trashy. There's no I just rules. feel like there's so less, there's, it's more real, less editing. Oh, I completely agree. And yeah. honestly, if you're really, really trying to find somebody that you want to spend your life with, I feel like Bachelor in Paradise is a lot better way of finding that than Bachelor Bachelorette because you only have one choice. Right. You only have one choice, unless you're, like, in Japan. Because remember in Japan, there was, like, two contestants who left The Bachelor oh, to, to, be be to, to be with each yeah. other? Right, so great. right. But, I mean, that usually doesn't happen. You know, usually it's you're fighting for this one person's one person's heart, X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. Where Bachelor in Paradise, it's like, hey. It's a free-for-all. We all. hung out. Mm-hmm. Eh. Nah. Hey, you. You want to hang out? Plus, you're with them all the time. You see how they interact with other people. You see, you know... You, you eat in front of them. <laughs> like, you eat in front of them. I know. I feel you, like that's such a big thing. Like, sleep, none of these contestants yeah. have ever eaten in front of, like, the... Yeah, it's like fucking fake food on the on the um, table when they go out to dinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, you're sweaty. You're gross. You're... You know, you watch these bitches come in looking fly as hell. But the they end, are not leaving fly as hell. They, are, they look sweaty. Mm-hmm. Their nails need to be done. Their hair needs to be did. Yeah. Not like in a bad way. They all still look great. But like, I'm just saying, like, you really do end up seeing more of a true person than this, like, oh, I'm getting dressed up. I'm going, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You're sweating yeah. together. You're eating together. You're sleeping together. You're literally spending 24 hours a day together and not only with just each other. But you're interacting with everybody and you get to see how they interact with everybody else. Where like the Bachelorette or the Bachelor, you don't necessarily see that. You just hear about the drama in the house and then it, you know, curtails Exactly. From there. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm excited for this next episode. I know. Me too. Woo! Listen up. It's circle time. All right, guys. So today for circle time. We're going to the good Lord, our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because there's there's nothing that makes my, like, gut just, like, wrench more. And this happens all the time. Okay. Is when my little three-year-olds, my little four-year-olds are like, 
Miss Stevie, did you know that the Lord is our savior? Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, some believe that. Like, I, I, what do you say, you know? Because I, I literally, so I teach music lessons, right? And I have this little girl, and she always wants to, she always wants to, like, play the ukulele or play the piano and make up songs. So for the last, so we learn, we do our theory, we do our, you know, we learn everything or whatever. And then for the, like, the last five minutes, we'll goof around and she'll play the ukulele or play the piano and we'll make up songs. And so every time mm-hmm. she's making up a song, it's like, our Lord Jesus Christ died on the sins for us. Like, yeah. it's it's just so, and, and, and it's it's just... It's there. It's in your face. Like, it's completely believed. Yeah. And randomly, I'll have kids be like, did you know that that Jesus, that Jesus God made man out of sand? And I'm like, uh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just so, I mean, I don't know, just something about it just, like, irks me so much. Nothing freaks me out more than little kids that talk about, about God. Jesus like I don't know like I don't know what it is like raise your kids however but for some reason it just seems so indoctrinating indoctrinating and so just in your face like I've watched like some of my friends that have had kids that like are all of a sudden like something happened in their lives where all of a sudden like they've always believed in God or they've always been spiritual or whatever but some like, something traumatic happened, and then they came to Jesus. Yeah. And now they are all about Jesus. They, they live, breathe, everything Jesus. Like, like, and it is whatever. Have your faith. I don't judge your faith. I don't judge your religion. Whatever. But I, I don't know. I don't know. There's just something weird about. I'm just like, this motherfucker will believe anything. Yeah. Jesus. Like, I mean, it it just, it, they, they just say it with so much innocence. Right. You know? It's like, did you know? Did you know that Jesus turned water, it, like into like mm-hmm. they don't say water into wine, but what I'm trying to think of an example that somebody said the other day, but they always talk about Jesus dying on the cross, and I'm like, damn, yeah. parents are talking like whatever. Here's here's my thing: if you're a religious family and you want your child to be religious, you can talk about Jesus. You guys can pray together, but I just feel like at three years old, being like, so there was this dude, Jesus Christ. And he ba- he got slaughtered, basically. Yeah. And he was up on a cross for three days. Like, they know a lot of information. Mm-hmm. He was up on a cross for three days, and then he was reborn. And if you're bad, you're going, going to, to hell. hell. I'm like, yeah, damn. Like, that just seems like a lot of information for a three-year-old to take in. Yeah, and, I, and every time they say it to me, I'm just like, yeah, some people believe that. Like, yeah. Because I, I mean, I am not, I, listen. Like like you said, mm-hmm. teach your kids whatever you're going to teach them. You're not my fucking kid. I mean, you're my kid when you're in my classroom and you follow my rules. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to religion and it comes to stuff like that, I, I do tiptoe very carefully because I don't want to – I'm not your parent. End of story. Yeah. I'm not your parent. And there has to be a separation of church and state. Yes. But when they're, like, coming at me and they're, like, miss – like, they're educating me. Right. I'm like – Okay, sure, but it's just like, I, I, how how do how do you deal with this? You how know do you what I mean? That? Yeah, that's hard. How do you navigate that? I don't know. 
I think what you because I'm not going to say, oh yeah, that's what that's what happened. That's correct. Because I don't yeah. believe in that. Right, right, right. And there's no like factual proof to prove it. <laughs> Listen, Jesus was a real dude, and Santa I'm sure Claus he was, was a real a dude too. Real cool fucking guy. Chris Kringle, motherfuckers. Woo woo woo. But I just, I just feel like indoctrinating your kids mm-hmm. with information like that is just setting them up for close-minded failure. Well, and that's the thing. When you teach your kid that this is the only this is the only thing you can believe in. This is the way. It's like, babe, there's literally thousands of religions. Yeah. But yours is the right one? Mm. Hmm. You know, like maybe you should teach your kid like I mean, once again, it goes a little in-depth to tell a three-year-old, like, there's this, there's this, there's this religion, there's there's all these different religions, and you get to choose when you're growing up, like, what you want to believe in. Like, that's, like, a little in-depth, too, but, like, I don't know. Why well, then not you just, like, let yeah. them be, and then when they start having questions about, like, where do we come from? Like, what's the, like, what's beyond Earth or whatever? Mm-hmm. Then you can start being, like, okay, well... This is what, you know, I believe, but uh-huh. other people believe other things. And exactly. you get to choose what you want to believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And, yeah, and if and if you want to follow in my footsteps and follow in my religion, then I'm more than happy to help share, navigate that. Ha- help navigate that. But these people just like fearfully putting the fear of God into their children. Yeah. It just seems so fucked up to me. Yeah, I totally agree like Every time a kid comes up to me and says something about, like, God or Jesus or religion, I just feel, I I don't feel well. Right. It makes me feel sick to my stomach. It makes me feel bad for them. It makes me feel sick to my stomach. It makes me feel, it just doesn't make me feel good. Right. It doesn't make me feel good. Especially when I see the children mimicking their parents and their parents are so crazy that they're so close-minded there's they're scary mm-hmm. they're scary there's some parents out there that used to be my friends and I don't know what happened in their freaking life I mean I do but like obviously I'm not gonna like spill the tea here yeah and talk but you know some of these people it's it's scary how much their mindset could switch and now they feel so woke if you will, uh-huh. but they're so close-minded. Minded. And they're so by the Bible. Mm-hmm. Bitch, the Bible has been rewritten a million fucking times. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, I would say that if, like, the house was burning down or something and I had a Bible, like, probably the one book I would save is probably the Bible just because it's, like, the oldest book fucking ever. And I just think, like, it's kind of... I don't know. It's kind of, like, cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, like, the book has been around forever and has, like, just put these, like, ideas into people's heads. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, whatever. I don't care what you, I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you believe. But sometimes, not all the times, Mm -hmm. but most of the times, Mm -hmm. people that are super religious are really Mm close-minded. And I just feel like that's such an unhealthy way to live. I completely agree. It's so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're by the book. Mm -hmm. Well, and I just feel like 
right now is when these kids Mm -hmm. are really absorbing information and they're literally learning how to work in a society and be part of a community. Right. And I just feel like you're really putting them into a box Mm -hmm. and so many things come with that, you know? So there's ways, there's other stories you can tell, tell your kids stories about being good people from your experiences of being a good person. Because you don't have to give them Bible verses or, or fables or, or tales from the Bible to be like, this is how, you know, treat other people, how you should be treated. Like, you don't need the Bible to, you know, or whatever. Spin those tales Spin for you. Spin those tales. Like, just be truthful with your fucking kids. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. So, yeah. So, basically, I, every single day, I'm like, nobody talk to me about God or Jesus. I can't so handle hard. talking to a you know, three-year-old really about this. People really do say, I feel like when people are like, I'm seeing my life, like, I'm reliving life through my kids' eyes or whatever. And, like, I mean, I do believe that's true because, like, I don't want kids talking to me. I am so scared. Kids are going to ask me a question I don't fucking know. And you say I don't know. No, I know. Then it's a learning experience for I both know. of you guys. I know. But, like, then that, that makes me humiliated. Why? That's three. I know. I know. I'm just talking about, like, people in general. Ch- Talina, I've worked with children for a long time. And let me tell you, children, at least at my age, do not know what humiliation is. These motherfuckers do whatever the fuck they want. And they... They have no humiliation. Yeah, I guess I'm talking more about just, like, people in general. Like, my worst fear Humility. is getting... What? Humility? Humility, yeah. yeah. I My worst fear is getting asked, like, a question that I don't know. Because a lot of people, I feel like, in my life, if I don't know something, they've treated me like I'm dumb and stupid instead mm. of, like, being like, oh, well, it's this. Or whatever. Yeah. They're like, oh, you don't know that? Mm. It's like... I fucking hate when somebody's like, do you know who this band is? You don't know who this is? I'm like, don't fucking quiz me. I don't like being quizzed. Yeah. I don't fucking like being quizzed. I didn't test good in school for a fucking reason. <laughs> it's just like, it. I just don't like being asked questions because I'm always I always fear. feel like there's like a trick. Like it's a trick I question. always feel like I'm being tricked. I always feel like I'm being tricked. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. And I don't fucking like that. I hate that I'm like that, but, like, that's just a product of of people being mean to me if I didn't know something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when I was in, you know, for instance, when I was in third grade. Like, you know, when I do, you, people don't do this. In, well, I guess your three-year-olds aren't reading, but, but like, in schools, mm-hmm. when we would speed read. Oh, my God. And you would get in trouble. Reading. The popcorn reading. And if you, if you didn't, like, pick up right where the person left off, like, you would get, you wouldn't get to go to recess uh-huh. because you weren't paying attention. But I'd be so scared to read out loud that I was going to, you fumble know, a word. fumble a word or fumble or mis- say something and, or mispronounce something and kids were going to make fun of me. I was always so scared of that. And then I would always get in trouble because I wasn't good at popcorn reading. Yeah. What the fuck? That is not, that's not good. T- that's not being a good teacher. No. And popcorn not reading should definitely not be practiced anymore. I mean, I hope it's not. I really hope it's not because popcorn reading is not, I think popcorn reading is universally not. Accepted anymore? Accepted. I mean, I don't know. It might still be accepted because the school system ain't that cute right now, but mm. if it's ever been cute, but I just, I feel like at least our generation, mm-hmm. I mean, there's memes about popcorn reading, about how people feel feel 
distrustful of popcorn reading. Yeah. So we can't be the only ones who are like, oh my God, right. we get nervous about popcorn But reading. it's just crazy, like, how much of an impact something like that can make on your future life. On anything that you do, any anything you apply yourself to. And that's to. why education is so fucking important because yep. you just, you, you're doing things that are going to create an impact. It's not even a specific pinpoint of things. It's just a general thing that's going to affect people for the rest of their lives. Popcorn reading has affected me. Yeah. For my <laughs> life and will continue to affect me. Even if I know how to address it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know if I can get past it. Yeah. From the humiliation. Mm-hmm. That I always felt. Yeah. You're in a safe space now. I'm never going to make you popcorn read. <laughs> Thank you. But it just sucks, you know? Like, yeah. It's just fucking bogus. No, I can. I completely, I completely agree. And, I mean, it's, it's tough because... As adults, we're still learning and, you know, going through things too. So it's it's tough to show grace mm-hmm. to previous generations for their faults when we ourselves are making faults that future generations are going to blame us for. Well, and this is what I've always said. This is what I've always said is when we're 100 years old in our fucking rocking chairs, we're going to be like, these kids these days. days. I had to. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Just like our grandparents were. Just like our great-grandparents were. I you had to I mean? walk like, uphill in the snow both, both ways. ways. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be, like, to the future generations. Because like that. that's just how the world works. So mm-hmm. I guess, like, there's a part of me that's just, like, that it's a little humbling. That I know I can't be the only person that fucking, like, feels like this. And maybe, like, everybody just feels like this. Because... Yeah. Nothing's ever going to be aligned because we're growing at different paces. I feel like we're at the pace, we're, we're probably at the point in our life mm-hmm. that we're starting to like look back into our early years and be like, okay, this is what affected me and this is how I'm dealing with it. And, you know, now I've, I'm mature enough and mentally, you know, stable enough to like, you know, even though I have these problems now, I'm like, I used to have panic attacks a mm-hmm. lot, but I've learned how to deal with it because I know where they're stemming from now. Exactly. But when I was a kid, I couldn't mentally unpack all of that. Exactly. And then when we're when we are in our next stage of life, whether that be like, you know, our 30s or 40s, like we're probably mm-hmm. going to go through a stage where it's like we've accepted ourselves and you you know, it's I mean, who there's not like a set point on when you go through that stage, yeah. but I feel like at least for right now me, I'm in the mental stage of like, figuring out what has made me who I am mm-hmm. and, like, how that affects me and how I'm going to deal with that for the rest of my life. Yeah. But that's all fucking hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know the stuff I know now from back then. I couldn't apply it back then. Exactly. And there's no way for me to apply it back then because... You didn't know the stuff that you know now. I don't know the stuff that I know now. Exactly. And I just feel like that's how it is for everybody and... That's why when we're, you know, 90, 100 years old in our rocking chairs, I've always felt like I was going to live a very, till I'm very old. Yeah. Um, like, we're going to be like, oh, well, these fucking kids, these fucking kids, like, they'll, they'll learn. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's how the older fucking generation feels, feels about, about us. us. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's definitely cyclical. But I don't think, like, we're, this is the problem, though, mm-hmm. is that I feel like the older generation feels like we're going to think like them eventually 
but I think we're going to think different than them eventually and look back on ourselves and, mm-hmm. you, you know. Because right now they're like, you'll learn. You'll learn. Yeah. But times, but times And, and we will, we will learn. But in, but our, in our own, own way. way. Because times are different now than they were when our grandparents were our age and our, even our parents were our age. Yeah. So nothing's ever going to be the same, but I do agree with that statement that mm-hmm we're also, we're going to become the boomers to somebody. Exactly. You know? Exactly. There's always going to be that, like, boomer generation, and we're sort of inching up there, Talena. Yeah. But, you know, all we can do is try to be open-minded and respectful of other people's opinions, religions, Mm -hmm. ideas, you know, and as long as you're not physically or mentally or emotionally harming somebody permanently Mm -hmm. we all just have to sort of realize that my my unique spirit my unique experience of life Mm -hmm. is not the same as any not even yours yeah you know I mean I feel like we sort of ebb and flow between the same experience but you you know you are probably the closest person who will ever know who I truly am right but I feel like and vice versa but you know even you Probably will never a hundred percent know who I truly am. Yeah, because you're literally because your own little universe. I am in my own little universe. Yeah, no, I cannot. Nobody else can experience what I experience in myself. Right. You know. Yeah. So it's it's tough. It's and really isn't that almost a religion in itself? Yeah. Seriously. So you're your own god, motherfucker. You're your own religion. <laughs> You are your own religion. Woo! There's a billion religions. It's true. It's true, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, closing time. Okay, so I kind of feel like, like, okay, what's going on with work? I'm going to read you. There's a lot going on with work, actually. I'm going to read you. People are just so fucking mean. So the Boston Globe put out, Um, Those in hospitality industry say there's been an increase in uncomfortable interactions with rude customers, so much so that industry leaders in Massachusetts and Rhode Island have launched public service campaigns urging people to be more patient and kind to the servers and staffers tasked with taking care of them. And, like, my thing is, is people have been, you would think that the pandemic would bring out, like, the betterness in people but I feel like it's just brought out the fucking rudeness oh my of people. God. Mad people ugly are people so out there. Fucking, they're savages, man. Yeah. They're fucking savages. And for instance, like it's we've had really fucking bad weather in New York. I mean the yeah. whole world has. The whole world has had fucking bad weather. Yeah. But an unpredictable know, weather that's like not natural. We have the outdoor seating, which is technically shielded. But not really, because once it rains, especially if you get the wind, the wind's blowing the rain into the shelters, like, that we have. The tables are wet. The chairs are wet. If a car drives by, forget about it. This happened to me the other day where it was pissing ass rain. People were sitting outside disrespectfully, might I add you. I get very irritated about it. Mm-hmm. And, or in the extreme heat. Mm-hmm. And um, a car drove by and splashed water all over me, and I had to work the rest of my shift soaking fucking wet from dirty ass street water. Yeah. No fucking thank you. 
because you're too scared to fucking go inside yeah if you know it's going to rain stay your fucking ass home if you're not willing to go inside yeah and so it's been super rainy lately and all this stuff and people will people will come in and they'll be like we'll sit outside and i'm straight up with them i don't fucking care if i get in trouble i'm like listen if you sit outside and it's raining i'm not gonna come serve you yeah because you, because they might be undercover, but you have to walk in the rain and then they to l- get to them. They literally say, well, isn't there a roof? And I said, how do you think I'm going to get out there to serve you? Yeah. I'm not going to fucking lie. I was the fucking worst waitress the other day. These two bitches sat outside in the rain. And I said, if you're scared to sit inside, like, I, I'll put you in the back. Nobody's, nobody's back there. You know, like, I'll open up a window. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, I will, like... I'll respect you. You respect me. Mm-hmm. No, we really want to sit outside. Was okay. it a COVID thing? No, they just wanted to fucking sit outside. Okay. For some reason. Yeah. And so, um, they sit outside and, you know, it's pissing ass rain. So I like, you know, have to get my umbrella and then I have to step outside and I have to take their order. But then they want to try a whole bunch of different wines. So then I don't take their order and come back I have to bring them four different wines to try so they can figure it out and then you know I'm half my umbrella I'm taking their drinks out you know and then they're trying them and then I bring they order a Pinot Grigio and a Pinot Noir or something like that and then I bring out their drinks well your drinks are probably going to taste good because I'm covering my own self your fucking trays you're getting rainwater in your fucking wine right now yeah and guess what I don't give two fucks yeah I give your thing oh, can we have ice on the side bitch I'm soaking wet looking like a goddamn dog right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. You are disrespectful. Yeah, that's mad disrespectful. You are disrespectful. Yeah. Somebody comes in the other day pissing ass rain. Can you wipe off these seats for us? Can you, like, dry them off? Because, like, we want to sit outside. I said, I'm not serving anybody outside. Yeah. You can sit out there and clean it off yourself. I'm not serving anybody outside. Yeah. Good for you. I'm not serving you. I'm not working my shift soaking wet. Yeah. Because your dumbass won't come inside. Yeah. And here's my thing is if... If they don't want to come inside because it's, like, a COVID thing, I feel like the people who are, like, really scared of COVID are vaccinated. So you shouldn't be scared because the vaccination works, right? Right. Exactly. And like I said, like, I will put you in the back as far away from people as possible. You know, I will cater to, I will cater to you inside. Exactly. I feel like that's more than fair. Somebody sat outside the other day. It was pissing ass rain. I'm not going to go greet you until nope. it stops raining. And then he got up and left and he looked mad. I was watching him from out the window. Yep. Sorry. Sorry you didn't get served. Do you think you're going to get served out in the fucking rain? Yeah. I and have it to hasn't, go in the rain. Yeah, and it hasn't been like drizzling. Like it's been like raining. Like almost hurricane feeling. Like mm-hmm. windy, just like blankets of rain, soaking wet. Like it hasn't been a nice misty rain. It's been really bad this season. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And also, I mean, this is a little off subject, but, and this isn't anybody's fault because we, okay, so like we, our sodas come out of the gun. Yeah. And nothing out of the gun fucking tastes good. Yeah. Like, I do not know why people get sodas out of the gun. They never taste good. And half the time people are, you know, like being like, I don't like this. Can I get something else? Because their sodas don't taste good. Well, they're probably not cleaning the piping. Yeah. Well, that's a whole different story. But I was so disgusted the other day because this table wanted a lemonade. I got him a lemonade. They didn't like the way the lemonade tasted. So I took it back. 
but then they wanted a Coke. So I put the lemonade down. I got the Coke, brought the Coke out. My fault. I should have just automatically went to the back and took the lemonade to the dish. Yeah. But I didn't. And then I went to go take a drink of my water and I accidentally grabbed the lemonade and I took a drink of the lemonade. Now, if it was somebody I was working with, if it was anybody's straw that I was drinking out of, I would still be skeeved out, but it wouldn't matter so much. But I just took a huge ass gulp of lemonade thinking it was my water from this fucking stranger that I don't fucking know. Yeah. So I was like freaking out, like automatically. I knew I was in my head, but I was like, that's it. I'm sick. My throat's starting to hurt. I'm freaking out. Like I was freaking out. Yeah. So you're like manifesting sickness. I fucking grabbed myself a shot of tequila and I fucking took that at work. And I was like, I don't fucking care if I'm getting in trouble. I'm, I'm washing this. This is the only thing that's mentally going to get me through taking a drink out of this person's straw. Yeah. 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 So Damn. I don't know. That was a whole thing. And you know, through the rest of the day, I was just like, I was battling with what if the, what if the boss saw me take a shot and also with fuck like am I gonna get sick like is this gonna be the moment I get fucking get sick because my dumb ass didn't put the lemonade in the fucking dishwasher mm-hmm. and I fucking took a drink of it you know what I mean and the yeah. next day I felt fine yeah felt, yeah it was I'm all fine. in your head it was all in my head but you know it's whatever and then the last thing about work that's really irritating me and at what point is your job not your job we got an email that said and I don't know because I've always been pretty good about like if my boss calls me like I call him back or you know if we have an email or that we need to respond to like I'll say whatever yeah but at the end of the day let's say my shift starts at 11 o'clock my fucking shift starts at 11 o'clock I'm not starting to work yeah without fucking getting paid yeah so we got this email that said everybody needs to be more mindful about responding to emails and responding to texts and and getting back to whatever like don't be disrespectful or like something along the lines of that and I was kind of like taken aback and I was like fuck you yeah even though like we are all attached to our phones probably every moment of every day yeah work is my job yeah and I don't feel like I'm required to text you back Mm-hmm. At the drop of a hat, just at because the drop you of fucking a hat, because you. I'm not me. on the clock. I'm not getting paid I'm right not, now. I'm not on the clock. I'm not getting paid. Well, I, you know, I actually um, am having the exact same same issues. You know, my coworker and I, Amanda, you know, we're constantly getting emails from parents at mm-hmm. six, seven o'clock at night, and then we're like, do we text back? Do we not text back? Like, you know, it's it's obviously urgent to them. It's not urgent to us because we're aware that they're they're needs are completely ridiculous yeah but you know you know we also don't want to be in a bad light because we didn't respond to them but you're sending me an email at 8 30 at night yeah I'm a human too and I'm supposed to just drop everything that I'm doing with my own personal life and all my stuff you don't know if I have a second job you know I do I have multiple jobs yeah you know you don't know what I'm doing to respond to your stupid email about your three-year-old who peed his pants yeah three-year-olds pee their pants yeah it happens. We don't have to have a fucking discussion about it. Right. You know? So, or, or like, but anything. You know, just the wildest request. And even if it is a serious request, mm-hmm. I don't get paid salary. Yeah. I get paid fucking hourly. So when I clock in, then I will fucking respond to you. Right. And so uh, me and my coworker, Amanda, like, we finally had to take a step back and we were like, we are only answering emails until 6 o'clock. Now, I get out of work at 4.30. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you an hour and a half. Yep. 
if you have a fucking issue, yeah, to email me. I will and go I will for free until six o'clock, and that is the time I'm gracing you with. Uh-huh. After six o'clock, I'm not working for free anymore. Fuck no. Fuck no, I'm not getting paid. Yeah. And I already don't get paid enough to begin with. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, I, I can, I'm on your side. It's like, first of all, you're the, if you need me, mm-hmm. why, why do you need me? Right. Especially at your job. Like, your, your job only requires you to mentally and physically be there for your hours. Right. It's not like an office job where, oh, God, you know, I have to take this call or, oh, I got to get all this paperwork done mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Like, you show up, you serve customers, and when yeah. you're not there, there's nothing for you to do. You can't roll silverware or serve customers yeah. or anything. You're not the manager. Yeah. So you're not making schedules or doing anything. Then you're not working for salary. Yeah. So for you to be expected to drop everything you're doing to answer a question that they have right, just seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like, you know... It, Here's the thing is, like, it doesn't really happen. Like, rarely have I been texted on my day off. Like, you know, whatever. It was just, I don't know who the email was regarding that they were just It obviously wasn't you because you're really good about that. Right. Like, like, obviously it was something probably somebody did. And so they were just generalizing it to not make somebody feel bad. Bad, That's what I'm assuming because that's what people do because, like, it is hard to go to a direct person and be like, hey, like, I need you to do this. Yeah. So, like, you know, you kind of generalize it. And if you feel guilty about it, you kind of know, oh, fuck, like, that's me. I should I should do whatever. Yeah. But when I read this, I was like, the fuck? Yeah. And like I said, I don't get a lot of, like, out-of-work texts or, like, phone calls or anything like that. But I do. But I think just in a <laughs> – I but, like, for you, like, just in a general sense – Mm-hmm. Work is not my life. Exactly. I should not have to be subjected to work every single second of every single day. I should not be ready to answer your emails, answer your phone calls, answer your texts every second of every day because you might need me. Yeah. I work when I'm scheduled to work. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before. If, if, I'm, if I start work at 11 o'clock, if I, get st- if I start getting paid at 11 o'clock, I'm always on time. I'm always there early to make sure I'm ready to go by the time. Yeah, the time I'm scheduled for. But I'm not starting any sooner. And if I am, I'm fucking getting paid for it. Exactly. I do not work for free. You tell them. Like, I don't. Yeah. I can't. And nobody should. Nobody should. Nobody should work for free. No. We did not ask to be here. We are doing a service for people. And we deserve to get paid. We are contributing to society. We're contributing to society. And we deserve to get fucking paid for it. Exactly. And then we deserve to live our lives and have joy outside of that. Yeah. Because work is not... I mean, work can be fun. But, like... You know what I mean. Yeah. We we deserve to have a life outside of work. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Those are kind of my things with work. Like, I don't know. I was just... I was kind of irritated by that email. And I know it had nothing to do with me. No, I know. But, but it's still irritating. Just, like, as a general whole of, like, people. I'm fighting for the people. Yes. <laughs> well, not only that, but there might be one day where you can't respond to an email because you're busy doing something. And then you know it's going to be that one time that you don't respond to an email. Somebody's going to be like, oh, well, Talena flaked or something. And it's like, right. no. 99 other times I've been there. And this one time, now all of a sudden I'm a bad fucking person. Right. Fuck you. Exactly. Totally. Well, Something that's irritating me about the restaurant business mm-hmm. is this whole COVID vaccine mandate. Oh, yeah. So it mandate. just came out today. Let's see if I can find the article. Yeah, do you have the article? Um, 
it just came out today. It can't that, get more wild than this, guys. That, um, where is it? I, I, basically, they're going, fucking stupid ass uh, de Blasio fucking said that they're going to mandate um, vaccines. Like, you have to be vaccinated to indoor dine and to go to gyms and to basically anywhere you want to go you're gonna have to be vaccinated anywhere you go indoors yeah any (laughs) door but indoors but here's my thing is legally you cannot ask people their medical history yeah so how 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 are you going to enforce this because it's illegal for you to ask me if i'm vaccinated Second of all, it's not illegal for them to ask you, but I think it. it I think it's illegal for them because it violates your HIPAA rights, rights or whatever yeah. to be like, okay, we'll prove it. Exactly to to prove it to prove it. Like yeah, exactly. That's what that's what I meant. Yeah. But then on top of that, um, on top of that, what was my point? Fuck. It's against our fucking rights. It's against our right. It's totally against our rights. Like I feel like they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose staff. They're gonna lose. Long, uh, gonna customers, patrons. patrons. They're going to lose customers. Tour. I mean, we live in one of the biggest tourist cities in the world. Yeah. You don't think tourism is going to go down? Yeah. You know, it. I just feels like such an invasion of privacy, and because it is, it's an invasion of privacy. Right. And it's starting to feel very segregated. Like even when I went to a baseball game, there was a vaccinated section and a non-vaccinated section. You don't think this is going to cause problems? Doesn't this seem a little bit like, oh, black, oh, black people, people sit over here and, and white, white people, people sit, sit over here? Oh, black people get this water fountain, white people get this water fountain. I don't know. It just seems a that little... That kind of seems, oh, vaccinated people get this, unvaccinated people, people get this. this. And let it me tell really you, does. I liked the unvaccinated section because I didn't have to sit next to anybody. And I was watching those vaccinated sections and they're all crowded in together next to people they don't know. And I said, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, you you saw the bright side of it. Ex- but yeah. at the end of the day. If I'm not allowed to go out to restaurants or I'm not allowed to go to places. My friend made a very good point. She was like, okay, so people under 12 can't get vaccinated. So we're not allowed to let families any any." We can't let families in mm-hmm. to the restaurant anymore. Yeah, like when, wh- wh- where does it stop? When does it end? Yeah. So, so all these kids, like, you either have to find a babysitter if you want to go out to eat. You can't go out to eat with your child because they're not vaccinated. Well, and then on top of that, it's like, okay, like the CDC just said or that. Or your religion. Or your or religion. If you can't get vaccines, or if you can't get the vaccine because, because like, you're allergic or yeah. your doctor doesn't recommend it. Exactly. And on top of that, there's like, they, the CDC just recommended that pregnant women mm-hmm. get the vaccination but I feel like especially if you're pregnant you have the right to be like no don't really feel comfortable getting vaccinated so now you're basically discriminating against pregnant women right because you're saying that they have to be vaccinated like there's just so and, and oh and this is the other thing too is listen I don't think this is actually something that's going to I'm, I'm hoping that it's not something that's actually going to be affect our lives right because Who's going to enforce this? Are they going to hire with our taxpayer dollars a special police force that's going to go around and, like, go to small businesses? Because let's right. be honest, it's the small businesses that are going to be fucking screwed here. Mm-hmm. They're going to go around to small businesses and be like, oh, I, we need to see a log of everybody who's in here and make sure they're vaccinated. Who's going to pay for that? The taxpayers. And second of all, how are they going to do that? Right. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. 
it just the logistics of it just don't make sense they just don't make sense it makes no sense it doesn't make any sense so you know I really don't know what's gonna I really don't know what's gonna happen I'm hoping that it's more talk than actual because even when it I came think it's, I think it's a fear tactic it's a fear tactic. Go get vaccinated because think, you're not going to be allowed to do anything. I don't think it's necessarily going to happen. Like, I'm not going to worry about it until... You have to worry about it. I have to it. worry about it, but I think it's fear-mongering. Yeah, it totally is. It's totally fear-mongering. Because even when, even when at, like, the beginning of the pandemic, when they first opened restaurants back up, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, you have to, you know, sign in your temperature and take temperatures. Some people are doing that, and some people are still doing that. Yeah. Like, I went into a little tiny grocery store the other day because we ran out of pomegranate juice at our work, so I went to go buy some, and she was like, you have to wash your hands in the back before you touch anything. And I was like, okay, well, then well, I won't do you be even shopping have what, I look, what I'm looking for? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, bye. Yeah. I literally just washed my hands before I left. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, whatever. But, like, they were, and whatever. They're a private business. Like, you know. They're allowed you want, to do that. Yeah, you they want me to wash rights. my hands before I shop in your store? You have the right to tell me to wash my hands before I... But I also have the right to not shop at your store because you're making me go above and beyond for some fucking pomegranate juice. Right, exactly. So it goes both ways, you know? Totally. At the end, at the end of the day, you just sort of have to have... You, you, just, yeah. you just have to do what's right for you. Yeah, totally. Both ways. Whether I like it and you have to do what's right for you, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. End of story. So true. So true. Yeah. So... Okay, so I want to talk about the Olympics. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what do you think about Simone Biles? It's tough because I'm really trying to not be closed-minded about it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it came to light that, you know, she couldn't take her medication because of Tokyo restrictions or... Yeah, okay, I'll get into that because I researched it, yeah. Yeah, whatever the case may be. Part of me is like, you signed up to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. And here, being an athlete's your job. Mm-hmm. And here's my thing, is my job, I can maybe take like a sick day for like a mental health day if I'm having a crisis or something, but I have to go to work. Yeah. And if I don't go to work because I'm having a mental crisis, I get fired from my job. Right. You know? So it must be nice to sort of have that luxury that... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the luxury of being able to have a mental health crisis because and still obvi- get paid six million and, a year. and still get paid six million dollars a year because I, she obviously was going through something, especially if she's not taking the medication mm-hmm. she usually takes. I, I mean, obviously the, pre- the 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 weight of the world is on your shoulders. Right. I I can't understand that pressure because it's never happened to me before, but I can sympathize with that pressure. Mm-hmm. But from a logistic point of view, I'm looking at it as a job, and I can't take off my job for mental health days because I don't feel well. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it is a luxury that she gets to do that. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, you know, obviously I wish her nothing but the best. I hope that she's not, you know, obviously having tr- like a huge mental breakdown, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I also just like, my thing, and we watched her on Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. and I just, and obviously it's reality TV, so I don't really, I don't know Simone Biles, I don't pretend to know Simone Biles, but she always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Like, just as a person, I just felt like there was just something, I don't know, there was just something about her that I 
didn't resonate with. Right. Like, I felt like she was a little whiny. I felt like it was always like, woe is me. Yeah. Like, on Dancing with the Stars and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. when I'm taking all of that information from getting to know her on a reality TV show mm-hmm. and taking that into the Olympics, to me, she sort of, it sort of feels like a cop-out. Right. But then when you put in the mental health and she's not on her medication and X, Y, and Z, it's like I'm trying to be sympathetic to that. Yeah, because that's how I was at first. Like, when I first heard, like, for the only information I had at the very beginning was she fucked up on one of her routines and then she dropped out or whatever of all the other events. Exactly. And automatically, I you know, I was like, oh, she fucked up, so now she's butthurt. Yeah. that That's honestly where my mind went first, because I'm with you. Like, on Dancing with the Stars, like, I, I don't know, like, her, her, I didn't really love her personality. Yeah. Like, but then you kind of have to take into the consideration, like, she, she's... She was a victim of sexual abuse. Of, like, she hasn't had a normal childhood. She hasn't childhood. had a normal life. Like, she's, you know, she she's not a quote-unquote normal person she's one of the best she's a goat she's the goat like she's she you know because she even said she was like why can't I call myself the best if I am the best yeah and it's like I get I get you but still like Like, there has to be a little bit of like humbleness humbleness. yeah she did seem to get like butthurt when like she didn't get the score she wanted and but then we have to remember like when she was on Dancing with the Stars she was super young and she's super competitive obviously and like you know, all these different things factor in. We don't know her as a person, just from the outside looking in. Yeah. But I will not lie to you. That was my very first reaction. I was like, you're being a fucking baby. Yeah. Like, this is your job. Yeah, that was Get my initial reaction. We're all allowed to have initial reactions. Right. It, exactly. But then, you know, I start learning about other things. And I guess I didn't research this too much because I didn't really know how to like I didn't know what to type in to research it and I kind of ran out of time but I guess she also gets scored lower than the other people because it's not fair if she gets higher score so if they're looking at Simone Biles doing a certain stunt they're gonna be like oh well she's great so we're gonna grade her or we're gonna score her Lower, so we know she can level. do that. But this, but this, this person who's new to the Olympics or new to whatever will get scored higher because it's. I'm sorry, that's fucking bullshit. To yeah. me, that is bullshit. If you do I a also, fucking twisty, you get twenty points. End of story. Exactly. Or, or whatever. I don't know anything it. about the the right. timing of the Olympics, but I just feel like that's the only fair and just way. So right? I heard about that, and I was kind of like, okay, well, that's fucked up. Yeah. And then I learned that she has ADHD and she's taken medication since she was a really young you know girl Mm -hmm. and in japan the japan's laws trump the olympic laws and so she wasn't allowed to take her adhd medication because uh they don't allow ritalin or whatever she's on isn't a drug that's legally allowed in japan and so she had to go off her medication if you go off your medication you're fucked. Yeah, you crazy. Especially if it's been in your system for so long and mm-hmm. you've been taking it. And ADHD, like, what she's taking helps her focus. Exactly. You know, maybe Japan looks at that as, um, you know, a... Um, like, almost like a steroid or an uh, enhancement drug. A, exactly. Or... But obviously that's not what it is to her. That just... She needs that drug. Well, because when she when she didn't nail that, that initial first... Mm-hmm. 
whatever I can't remember what thing it was. Yeah. Supposedly she got vertigo in the air and she well, like it's was called like, the twisties. Yeah, and she got like disoriented mm-hmm. and she didn't know where she was and so when she landed she didn't land right because she literally was just like she didn't know up from down. Right, because the, so I looked it up. The twisties happen to gymnasts when they are in the middle of a routine or something causes them to lose awareness of where they are in the routine and their relation to the ground. Yeah, which. Makes fucking sense. Like, you're doing a million flips in the fucking air in, like, 2.3 seconds. Like, how could you possibly know where you are? Where you if are. You're, what's like, up, what's down, what's right, what's left, ex- what's ground, exactly. what's sky. So, this is what comes into play. Like, I know we're kind of, like, hard and we're like, well, it's your job. But at the end of the day, like, when we're working, we're at low risk to ourselves. For sure, yeah. If they're up in the air doing these magnificent fucking routines, bitch, I can't even do a burpee. Yeah. I can't no, even get I mean, my like, legs up under She is good. Me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I like I can't I can't do a cartwheel. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. obviously like this is a serious thing and if you're up in the air and you lose control of where you are, yeah. you could get hurt. Yeah. In the seventies or nine I can't remember when it was, but somebody became a quadriplegic. Yeah. Because they did a move, they lost where they were. And they fucking, like, broke their neck or whatever. Quadriplegic. I do not want to be quadriplegic. Like, there are, there are, you know, scary things that could happen with yeah, of course. her, with, with her doing these stunts if she's not in the me- mental right headspace. So I've kind of changed my view, like, you know. Yeah. I, I, I definitely have, oh, and what I was saying, what this whole situation made me realize and what I usually have to, like, remind myself of is because I get super defensive really fast and I get super, like... I think I'm a pretty open-minded person, but it always takes me a second. Yeah, I feel like I'm an open-minded person, but I'm quick to judgment. But I'm, yeah, exactly, yeah. and that's exactly how I feel, because, yeah. I, yes, I, I'm very open-minded, but in a split second, I'm like, I have to, I, I literally am training my brain not to be so snappy, because, yeah. like I said, at first, I was like, fuck Simone Biles. Yeah. She fucked up, and now she's being a whiny little bitch, Yep, and she's, you know, she she's not doing the competition because she's she, she fucked up and she's embarrassed. Yeah. That is where my mind went. That obviously is a reflection on what I guess, like, I would feel like if I was in that situation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that stems from, like, my own insecurities. Yeah. But then, you know, I took a second and I was like, okay, I need to know what happened. Yeah. And then I, you know, read about her ADHD and I read about the twisties and, you know, then I realized, like, oh, yeah. I can't even fucking do a cartwheel. This bitch is doing triple-double axles, eagle wing flying shit, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And being all crazy, she could hurt herself. Self, yeah. Like, she's doing some amazing shit out there, and she could hurt herself. Yeah. And, like, you have to be mentally aware of that. And, um, you know, and, and, all, and all of that stuff. So I had to take a step back and then open my mind in that situation. And yeah. then be like, okay, there's not, there's not one side to every story. There's not two sides to every story. There's literally a spider web of stories, and you kind of have to, you know... Take what you can from each. And take sort what of you can from every put together your aspect own opinion, and, yeah. and put together your own opinion. And my opinion is, is yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, she, she did what was needed because I even heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I even heard that if she did compete... It would have brought down everybody else's scores because she would get judged harder. Exactly. Which, 
that has nothing to do with Simone Biles. And everything to do with how fucked up the judging of the Olympics is. Exactly. Exactly. Also, fun fact about the Olympics. Okay, oh, tell well, me. First, I was going to say, did you hear about the European Handball Federation? About how Pink was going to pay for their fines because they said... Uh-huh, because they wore the long pants They wore the or long whatever. pants. Mm-hmm. Just a quick note. I think that's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think that's so fucked up. I agree. Wear what you fucking want to wear. I don't care if you're wearing some baggy-ass fucking shorts. Yep. I know they want to look uniform and all that stuff, and maybe I don't know too much about, like, whatever... But I don't think wearing little booty shorts that are skin tight are going to, because I saw a meme too that was like, you know, when you're growing up, you show a shoulder, a girl shows a shoulder and you're expelled from, from school. school. Yeah. But then you get, but then you're, you know. You're fined for not wearing booty shorts with your ass cheeks hanging out. Exactly. And little sports bras and stuff. I mean, like, you can play volleyball in, in shorts, like mm-hmm. in actual shorts. Yeah. It's, you're, it's just, you can, I've read it's just capable. that usually they don't because, like, the tinier they wear their stuff, like, the less sand gets inside of their, like, shorts or something. I don't mm. know what it is. Wear well, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Pa- those, guys, those guys were wearing skin-tight pants. Yeah. Or those girls or whatever. Right. No, like, they were wearing unitards, basically. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Sanding I think it's that fucked shit. up that they got fined. Yeah. Pink says they should be fined for sexism. And you know what? I kind of fucking agree. I think that's fucked up. I think that's fucked up. Yes, do I think... I mean, I don't even care about uniform. I've never cared. I do not agree with uniforms. Yeah. I've never agreed with uniforms. Um, but I know that... Like suppose, on a sports team? On, on anything. Yeah. On school, sports teams, I don't fucking care. But, like, obviously, like, I'm never going to judge the Olympics. I'm never going to judge the fucking EHF. So, like, I don't really care about those rules yeah but to find somebody for not for wearing too much too many clothes yeah I don't know that's just ridiculous to me but that just brings me into my fun fact okay is that the Olympics in ancient Greece the athletes um competed naked oh really yeah because they wanted to show their muscular physique and to intimidate other competitors and they wanted their bodies to be compared to true heroes like Hercules and Achilles. This was like in 720 BC. Yeah. I mean, the Olympics are fucking fascinating because they're literally the longest running, like, thing I feel like to ever exist. Yeah, like, it's just like when I think of the Olympics, I just think of, not the Hunger Games, but I just think of like, you know, you just like pick these people from certain countries or Mm -hmm. districts or whatever, and then they like compete yeah. To the death. You know what I mean? Totally. Whether that's mental, like now it's just mentally, you yeah. know, but physically, spiritually, yeah. like. Everything. So I everything. just thought that was like a fun little fact that they like performed in the nude. nude. But but also in 720 BC, being naked wasn't a big deal. Right. People walked around naked all the fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Like the, the clothing from there was like, you know, the toga with one boob out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like totally. being naked wasn't this sinful sort of art art I know me too um sinful thing Mm -hmm. you know where now you know god forbid you show a little skin yeah you're a fucking slut or you know x y and z so I just thought it was a fun little tidbit yeah that is fun Yay. Yay! Okay, well, I'm gonna go try uh, another new beer. Woo woo! Me too. Um, we cannot wait. We cannot wait to keep you updated on the last um, episode of The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. Katie Thurston season, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.